Hello folks, this is Novid Hollerback. This is a bonus. It is related to what we are going to talk about concerning part five of religion and positive masculinity. A deeper look into the rational male by Rollo Tomasi. The, the, the books from Rollo Tomasi. And what we have discussed with Adam Curtis in, in particular, and what we discussed about Tupac Shakur in the interim. I just want to make one particular statement about this whole situation concerning with certain cases that he got. And I want to talk about both the aunt of Tupac and the mother of Tupac and understand why why Tupac Shakur was ultimately where all of these things led into his untimely passing and what all of this means in in particular to what Minister Jap ultimately said because he then on re, on today's episode on today's episode of his recent podcast if you want to put put it in that particular terms the fundamental issue that we have the minister jab gets that Adam Curtis is not in the business necessarily to understand and he only understands it in certain superficial levels, but that superficial level is enough for enough people to understand, but they don't understand the whole story. Is the fundamental issue that Mr. Japper has been saying for is saying for years, which is directly connected to what we are suffering right, what the African American community is suffering right now. If you know the story. Of the New York 21, also called the Panther 21. You know that that the mother of Tupac Shakur cross-examined what was later found out to be a New York police officer who was working undercover. And that the New York police officer was basically trying to gold them into doing these attacks and trying to entrap them. He originally, Mr. Shakur originally knew that this particular officer, when we, we did not find out that this was, it was trying to screw them over. And in that particular issue, as it were, with this particular documentary that Curtis did, and Curtis did get it right on this particular one, but I don't think he talked about the aunt. I'm going to get to the aunt, which is related to why Tupac is what he is and why the music industry knew him before he knew anybody in the music industry. I want people to understand this and why he ultimately went to Death Row Records. If you understand the history of the New York 21 and ultimately the ultimate betrayal that later led into the betrayal of the New York 21 by Hampton, Fred Hampton, which later, which many say he betrayed the Black Panthers. What happened was, is that Afini Shakur Defended herself in court, didn't ask for a lawyer and all the rest of it, and confronted the, the officer. And the officer explained that he lied. It was told by his superiors that this is the way it's going to go. And they basically entrapped these folks. You understand what I'm trying to get at? Because she was successful in doing so. Within 40 minutes, they reversed the case and all of them went free. 
It was one of the greatest embarrassments in the history of New York Police Department that a woman who came from Baltimore, she was nowhere near 25 at the time. She may have been a little bit older. Tupac wasn't born yet. Basically stated that the New York the police, police Department, the FBI and others went and were actively trying to get the Black Panthers to get out to get in to get the to do terrorist attacks upon the New York citizens. Mrs. Shakur has stated in the book and others have stated in different books that she did not want to get a go after civilians at all. But however, the Black Panthers were inspired by Mao Zedong's works in the In the documentary that Mr. Curtis did, Can't Get You Out of My Head, we realized that Mao Zedong betrayed his wife. That she used her anger to destroy his enemies. And that the cultural revolution that she pretty much pulled out was later a betrayal by this man. When he passed on, he gave it to somebody else, and then she was ultimately betrayed. But you have to understand the differences between one system and the other system. And you have to understand if you are a fan of Metal Gear Solid, and this is very important in future sound productions, even though I completely disagree with the type of political stances that they take, they have some pulse into the understanding of what Hideo Kojima was ultimately trying to get at and Murata was ultimately trying to get at and what Curtis is ultimately trying to get at. But this is related to what Minister Jap is trying to tell people about this and ultimately what everything comes back to. And this is the fundamental problem where no one, everyone needs to understand these particular things. The aunt of Tupac Shakur and the step-uncle of Tupac Shakur was convinced by these rich liberals to do other attacks in the late 70s. I want y'all to understand this. The mother got all of the people that were that were actively in the situations concerning the New York 21 out of prison. I just want y'all to understand that because they were being entrapped. They were inspired, unfortunately, by Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong, at that particular time period, with the revolution that was happening in 1969, used his wife in order to get rid of his enemies. All of these things come to a head. And I don't want to even get to the other issues with, with Michael Edson all those particular things. I just want you to understand that this started in 1965. This is what Minister Jamp is trying to tell you, that Shakur and others were basically used as guinea pigs by the establishment of these entities and they, their mayors at that time were all Democratic. 
and the democratic power structure back then in order to prevent such things happening again and recent episode of Future Sound Productions connected to Wall Street and the whole thing with GameStop also explains this, the degradation of the industrial base that happened in the mid 1960s. Let's say 1966. It's directly related to the great society programs. They made the and the whole Carter Commission that they needed there because the Great Society programs of that particular time basically failed because they had to make a choice. If they were gonna use the Carter Commission reports in order to stop the situations that were going to happen, that were happening, the Carter Commission reports had to mean that they had to change aspects of the way they handled hiring and all the rest of these, these things in 1967 onward. They could not do that if they were going to go and finish and try to stop communism from being spread into Southeast Asia. So they had to make a choice. Either they stop this situation in Southeast Asia or they solved the problems with the African-American community. The Kerner Commission could not go through because they decided to concentrate on Vietnam. They mentioned aspects of this in another documentary, the Vietnam documentary in Cam Burns. They did not mention it outright, but they said this thing was happening. They mentioned it in passing. They did not mention it outright. They mentioned it in passing. Because if they did mention this outright, it's linked to the whole thing with the civil rights documentary, one of the legendary civil rights documentaries. I'm not talking about the Remix version that they did in 2014. I'm talking about the one they did in 1989 and you can connect it to the both the 1983 documentary of Vietnam and the Ken Burns version documentary of of that of same. They implied in no uncertain terms that the recent that the passing of the gun law in 1968 was to prevent the Panthers from doing anything. That they had to make sure that the Panthers, whether they like it or they don't, because they were doing subversive works with Mao Zedong and the rest, rest of these things, that they didn't get any power. And they were there to discredit them through all means and all ways because they were fighting communism both at home and abroad. But they embarrassed themselves. Do you understand that? Because they used cops, undercover cops, in order to stop this particular thing, even though the Black Panther Party, where Mission Shakur was a part of, were not going to lead into the point where they were going to do the things that these three cops, and they gave them the weapons to do so, were wanting them to do, which was to attack the botanical gardens and attack other the police departments there. If those things happened, things would have gotten out of control. It did not get out of control. It wasn't even supposed to happen. They were doing the whole thing with school lunches and the rest of these things. Whether you agree with it or not, it happened. It doesn't it. Hampton betrayed them because Hamptons felt that this shit was getting too hard. And especially with the leader over in Los Angeles and all the rest of the, the situations there with the drug use and the whole nine yards of that particular situation, that's when the Panthers started breaking apart. 
Now, what are you, well, people might say Hampton betrayed the movement and all these rest of these things. You have to understand that things were starting to get real hot with the, with the Panthers. Look at it in this particular sense. If you really want to have an understanding on why I have stated, and I'm going to continue to state that the African-American community has always been targeted and been used by leftist entities all across the world, whether it doesn't matter if it's China with inspiration concerning their movements, whether if it is the Democratic Party in trying to figure out how to handle the wishes and uh, things of the poor blacks all over the country. It doesn't matter if they were using feminism and all the rest of these things concerning with birth control and sexual revolution and the whole nine yards of it. All leftism did in the 1960s was to fuck over the black man. I don't care what anybody says. Minister Jeb in this recent episode pretty much put out the game that because of or inspired by what Tupac's mother did, these liberals who approval nothing said that if the black woman can do and say those particular things that all these other things there, they are the ones that going to push feminism forward. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So we can say for all in our interpretation and the way that we see things that the black woman can speak for black men better than black men can speak for themselves because black men can be corrupted and be forced to do things they don't want to do. We see it with the cops when they did those particular things. We see it with Mr. Hampton. So we must use black women in order to lead the black community. And as long as they listen to us, we can bring the whole African-American community forward by saying, oh, they don't need men. They are betrayers like Mr. Hampton and they will do drugs like um, Huey and they will do all these particular things with the NY21 with all of them. So by those three men's standards and what happened with um, uh, Mr. Uh, Michael X and all those four men and all the rest of these things, if we give the power to women, they will be able to do a better job because Afini Shakur got all their people out. That means she's smart enough to say, oh, she knows what, she, what in the world she's doing. We can do that for every other black woman. They don't need those black men because they feel so black men will betray them ultimately and this is the thing that's going to happen. No. All they did was to experiment on black women. Mental, psychological, social experimentation on black women. They started doing that from 1973 onward. Whether you like it or you don't, they did it. And this experimentation affected how Tupac see things with, with his mother. Just because those four men betrayed their people doesn't mean that every single black man is going to betray their people. It didn't mean that, but the liberals took it to that particular level. And everything since 1973, on the, from that betrayal onward to this particular day, has been there, especially with the liberals. Every single thing concerning welfare, all the rest of these things, 
Even the, the video that he showed with Bill Moyers, I know his voice. That's why I said it's a Bill Moyers special. I, I, I might even know the name of that particular documentary that Bill Moyers did in 1988, I believe, concerning the black community. I think it was between 1988 to 1992, and it had to do with a crack epidemic at that particular time. I know that documentary he showed. He, that particular thing, and when the things that he showed, this was the job from that particular point was to create a whole generation of Armani Shakurs because of that day when she confronted that cop. And when they all heard it, they said, we have to give black women all the power. Once we get the power, we have to give black women all the power in the community because we need to make more Afini Shakurs than they already did. But there's only one Afini Shakur, and you have to remember her later history. She got drugged up on cocaine, crack, the whole nine yards, and tried and had to take a lot of her lot, lot of her later adult life to get clean. I want y'all to understand that these particular folks knew who Tupac was when he was a young man before they knew, before Tupac knew anybody in the music industry. Yes, folks, Tupac may have made mistakes, serious ones. One of the things that we have to understand about this community that Mr. Jab said is that the unfortunate truth, and a lot of people are not going to accept this, is that in our culture, which is basically a liberal culture, a neoliberal culture, that Future Sound Productions have ultimately given out the truth that it is run by debt, oil, and all and Wall Street in that particular order. That the liberals basically give via all of these particular things welfare the whole nine yards. African American women carte blanche to do anything they want to do in the African American community. The pushback against Kevin Samuels is to showcase all of this. The pushback against Minister Jap is to showcase all of this. The pushback against all of this. All of this is the name. Everything they're talking from Corey Holcomb to Reza Islam to Minister Jap to Tony Sotomayor to Kevin Samuels to Michael Reardon in a way is to end what they, what these liberals consider white privilege, but ultimately the real white privilege come from these same liberals. That's basically what it is. It's to end this violinalist bio, um, communist, communism, socialism, Marxism, Leninism overall is to end those concepts because all of those concepts plus aspects of leftism and aspects of leftism that uses socialism, social this, all the rest of these things to bring about bring about what they consider liberation or liberation theology, it all has to end. Ultimately, it all has to end. Why does it have to end? Because all of those, all of those theologies, not, well, you can say it's a theology. You, all of those theologies, if you see it in the way that Engels sees it, all of those isms that are connected to any sort of progressive left-wing thought 
ultimately hurts African-American men. And it hurts African-American men by putting the African-American woman higher than the man that she married and higher than the man that she is raising, ultimately, because they believe, leftism believes, leftism has believed since 1973 that the black woman can take care of herself and her children when the opposite has always been true. That she needs African-American men as responsible fathers to raise both responsible boys and responsible girls. So they will not be messing up in societies all over the West. All leftism does is allow African-American women and Africans, women all over the diaspora of the African diaspora to mess up, to screw up, to inflame themselves, to hate on their own men, to hate on the way they act, to hate the this, that, and the other thing, to produce the things that we have seen now, the culture of leftism, biolentalism, um, biocommunism, um, effete space communism, as you might call it, all of these particular things in order in order to destroy what is this particular cultures as it were. And they use black women to do it. They see black women as the God, as God. They use black liberation, not liberation theology as a form of trying to put um, women ahead of men in spirituality. They use aspects of, how should we call this? They use aspects of black liberation and black eschatology as a form of a crutz in order to say that African American women are the future of the uh, of the black community and have led the black community and all the rest of these things. But Minister Jap in his recent episode said that is absolutely not true. None of it is true. All of it comes from leftism. And the reason why he said that all of it comes from leftism. And he explains it in so many beautiful terms that you need to listen to his show to understand the situation. All of this, all I'm going to say this and I'm going to make this as very simple and plain as day. And a lot of people are not going to like this. We did not need ultimately for liberals to continue to build up a version of Amari Shakur. No, we did not need liberals, left-leading, well-meaning liberals to build up another version of, say, Toni Morrison or uh, others of that, uh, uh, others of that nature. We did not need them to do that. All leftism has done was to create the conditions that led Mrs. Shakur to do drugs. All leftism did was to create the conditions that allowed these African-American women to say, I don't need a man. All leftism did has done all of this. They cannot spin it away. And what Killer Mike's great mistake and he, what he will ultimately have to deal with for the rest of his days is that he supported a man called Bernie Sanders. And I completely understand why you support a man named Bernie Sanders. But at the end of the analysis, he still supported Biden. He still went towards this particular man because Trump was bad. Trump was evil. And he showcased that evil. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell motherfuckers this, but... I'm going to make this very fucking clear. Folks, I will make this clear. And, and, and uh, March 6th, I will tell you something that y'all not going to like. Y'all not going to like it. Okay, but I'm going to make this real clear. 
The FBI knew January 6th was going to happen. The FBI knew. The FBI let this shit happen. They let it happen. January 6th should have never have taken place. I don't care what anybody tells you. It should have never taken place. Anybody that got involved in it, they deserve to get arrested. Anybody that got involved in it, after all we have known of the Black Panthers and all of the rest of these movies, oh, do you really believe that Black Lives Matter is not infiltrated? You know what they did to the Black Panthers. You saw the history. You know what happened with the New York 21. Are we so fucking dumb? And they have already reported this with the Proud Boys that the FBI isn't in. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Pimp Proud Boys, QAnon, and all of these folks? You don't think they're not there? Why is it that I people have kept saying, do not get involved with this bullshit? They have said this for years. Can I explain to you something that people don't understand? Al, Mr. Curtis is telling you some, sh- telling you what has happened in our societies. He's telling you this. I do not believe for one second that Al Adam Curtis is a bad man. I do not believe it. I do not believe that any of these people are bad people that that work with Curtis and try to get all of this information. I am just telling you that he is coming from a place that has basically failed. He is coming from a worldview that has basically failed or everybody that has been a part of the empires that is. When he talks about right wing and how it's connected to ISIS and all the rest of these things and why they are connected to them, you have to understand one simple truth. Anything that goes against the gynocracy in societies are all considered right wing because they believe foolishly that a woman that submits to a man erroneously is a slave. They believe on that particular aspect that any woman that submits to a man is a slave. That is not true. That has never been true. That has never been true. Submissive and submission. Let's show the definitions of these. Just to showcase how language continues to change. Submission means etymology-wise. It comes from the late 14th century. It's an act of referring to a third party for judgment or decision. It comes from the old French submission, or directly from Latin, submissionium, nominative submissio, a lowering, letting down, sinking, a noun of action from past participial stem of semitia, to let down, to put down, to lower, reduce, to yield. Sense of humble obedience is first recorded in the mid-15th century. The modern French submission, has been replaced by double-edged soumission. English in 16th century, 17th century. It also had an adjective submiss, humble, submissive. Submissionist in various political historical contexts is from 1828. We also have Submissive, which is an adjective, which is inclined to submit, yielding to authority. Again, from Latin, submiss, 
past reciprocal stem of mighty aid, which see which we already discussed in the submission definition, the etymology of it. Plus, uh, masochistic sexual sense is attested by 1969. As a noun in this sense, by 1985. It's related to submissively and submissiveness. You understand what I just said? Listen to it again. The sexual sense is attested by 1969. It turns into a noun only how many years ago? When 2021. How many years? 35 years. It only became a noun 35 years ago. It was a use in an adjective before only 52 years ago. It was used as an adjective. It becomes a noun only within the last 35 years. So come and explain to me. How a woman going to understand these things when she was pretty much born only with the first ever concept of submissiveness as that particular design from 69 and that thing turned into a now and that is the only thing she knows. She's scared shitless. I would not blame a woman for that. She is scared shitless. One of the things I have to give somewhat of a damning praise and credit to the leftists of the time that they had their friends in a lot of the medias and mediums that they owned back in the day scared the shit out of people when it came to these laws against African-American men, which they have done because First of all, let's let's be fair. Let's be honest for the first time in our lives. The Republicans and the Democrats work together to destroy. And now and we've seen it now. We saw it now. We see it now when it came to this particular issue of January 6th. This is not new. This started way back with the African American community. See, then y'all gotta understand. Y'all gotta understand. When the woke culture is trying to talk about these particular things with African-American men and the way they handle crime and all the rest of it, yes, there are people that do these particular crimes. Yes, they deserve to be punished. Yes, all of these particular things. But you got to understand where the drugs came from. And you got to understand how the Democrats reacted to this situation by creating the dream because they brought the drugs there in the bolt day. They worked together in tandem. Do you not understand this? So by working together in tandem, you get the situation that you have here. That's not supremacy. Supremacy, we don't get, no one gets a chance. This is privilege right in front of your face. We're trying to stop privilege. And privilege means that motherfuckers working in Kendu. Working in ancients. Working in sideways. Working with all these entities to make sure that honest African-American men who do the right thing, obey the laws, fight for this country, all the rest of these things, do not get anywhere anymore. They're denied by their community. They're denied by their society. They're denied anything. They're denied businesses unless they call themselves minority businesses, which is bullshit. They deny by all they did. They deny everything. So when anybody can say the most degenerate form of order and all the rest of these things, you have to understand why they say these things. They can say it all they want, and it is also true in many cases. 
But I'm going to say this on episode five this week. We have to turn poison into food. If you don't understand this concept, you're not human. I I understand. I completely understand their concerns. Everybody should be understanding their concerns, but they have to turn poison into food. You understand? There is a concept in human society of turning poison, food that things that you shouldn't be eating, even eaten by human consumption into food until you need to you need to understand this. When you understand this, things are going to start changing for people and people are going to start understanding why certain things are degenerate because they have to turn poison into food. They have to turn poison into survival. The problem and the major difference is, is that the African-American male knows how to turn the poison into food in order to feed his children. The African-American woman does not know how to turn poison into food in order for survival. She continues to use the poison to destroy her own children. That is the basic argument that Mr. Jap was trying to say this episode. None of you people get it. You bullshit. You lie. You put that there and then you blame everybody else for everyone's problems. But you need to blame the liberals for causing the poison to be brought in power these african-american communities that's the truth oh then you're blaming these people we ain't blaming shit we're blaming an ideology not a race we're blaming a way of thinking not a religion. Mr. Curtis still believes that the way out is through that leftist thinking. It's not going to fly. Not only Corbin lost, not only Bernie Sanders basically cucked out of fighting for the Democratic Party, not only that they threw the woman that defeated Kamala Harris, Tulsi Gabbard away, they have made sure that the failures of the past with with neoliberalism, with African-American women, not only expands, thrives, but becomes part and parcel of the culture, whether people like it or they don't. This is the reason why I said, and I will say in episode five, that for the African-American male, y'all gotta make a decision. Y'all got to make a choice. Y'all got to make a new ideal into how you're going to survive the next 30 years of your life. Because I'm just going to basically bring the game to you and it's not going to be pretty. The basic reality of the situation is this. The black man is not respected. The black man is being taught everywhere that he lives, outside of a few countries, that he has to be degenerate and has to become degenerate in order to become a man. That's basically what it is. He cannot find his God. He cannot pray to God in an honest manner. He is told that the way he prays to God is wrong. The way he praises God is wrong. The way that he needs to look at life is wrong. The ways that he needs to accept certain things are wrong. He is taught in every single aspect. All these particular things are wrong. He's not given a chance to allow for forgiveness. He's not given a chance to take care of his children. He's not given a chance to do all these other things. I'm going to say this in part five. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it in part five. I'm going to say it in the future. I'm going to say it from now and forever. 
You need to look at Naomi Osaka. I understand the issues with her and Black Lives Matter, but she's 23 years old. I expect a 23 years old black woman, a, a black woman of, of Japanese ancestry to say, okay, this is how it's going to be. This is how I'm going to live my life and this is how I'm going to promote myself. I expect a 23 year old black woman to, it's, to say these things. I do not expect her to say, oh, I'm going to dis distance myself against this particular argument. But I have said this before about Black Lives Matter is not going to help black men. But I do not, you have to have a level of forgiveness for African American, for women. You have to have some, a level of forgiveness in the sense that whatever they do in life, you got to let them make the mistakes. And you got to say, if you're a Christian, that you do not personally get involved. You do not personally get involved in their lives. But you have to have a certain understanding dead to yourself that you did not cause this. You feel sorry for them and you move on. But I do not expect a 23-year-old girl to understand the nuances and the issues concerning Black Lives Matter. She understands because she is a busy woman that these black people who have been attacked, but who have been hounded by the cops were hurt by the cops and that is it. And that's the end of it. And I do not expect her to understand the nuances of Black Lives Matter. I understand that she's trying to do the right thing. But those of you who have watched tennis for a while, for example, you should be happy that Naomi Osaka survived this particular thing with COVID and all the rest of it. Because there were others of her similar age that didn't make it. One of them is Hannah Kimura. She passed away not due to COVID, but she passed away nearly a year ago. And the difference between that, between her and Naomi Osaka ultimately comes down to Naomi Osaka's father was there for her, even at that particular time period, whereas Hannah Kimura's father wasn't. That is as basically as simple there, and it's not to dismiss anything that either mother did for both of their daughters, but it comes down to who is going to be there for their daughter when their daughter needs them the most. And it was Naomi Osaka's father at all times that was there for her, but Hannah's father wasn't. And that is unfortunate. That's why dismissing men from all aspects of life in either society is wrong. And it has to start. It has to begin. The process of this gynocracy has to end. However, I expect a lot of 23-year-old females of all races to be liberal. Understand what I'm trying to say? I expect my generation or women back then were liberal. The generations that's coming up in Gen Z are mostly liberal, 85%, or have liberal tendencies, which makes it at least 95%. I expect the next two generations to be liberal as well. You need to respect it and accept this. However, you, we, this is why I said I'm develop. I'm, we're drunk. We, we, men have to be, men need to find the ways, especially in this internet, in this internet age, they find the information to help them get their lives in order. Especially now I'm explaining episode five because I want men need to understand that they have been experimented on and they will continue to be experimented on. 
And the reason why we don't have men like Doc Emmerich leading our country, leading our society, doing the right thing, the reason why we don't have those type of men who have a wife, one wife, for 44 years, that om- for almost nearly 500 nights, 5,000 nights, he wasn't sleeping in the same bed as her, but yet stick it through for 44 years? That's special. That's special. Without cheating, that's special. We don't have that in the African-American community. We used to have it, but we don't have it. And the joke is on us because we just saw a documentary a couple hours ago about Mr. Emrick and showed as a Christian, as a great man, and all the rest of these things, how he helped the sport and those that help and those around him and how others and how he started and how he helped others. We don't have that because the unfortunate truth of it is, is that go watch the video on revolt with Miss with um, Buster Rhymes and Spliff Star. I'm gonna play it again because it's so important to this whole thing. It's so important. I'm gonna play it again so all y'all can hear and understand the reality of the situation and understand what is really going on. I'm going to play this again, and I want you to listen to it again, and I want you to understand when I finish what I'm saying, why I did all this project, why I have to move on from this project, why I have to bring other things together, because this is the reason why I have to say the things I have to say about what Adam Curtis missed, and what everyone doesn't understand about what has happened since Tupac passed away and all the rest of it. I'm gonna play this again. Introduce me to them before anybody heard them. Split's been working with them, molding, shaping them, grooming them before the world heard them. I done seen Split at Airbnbs with them, just happy to be away from the five boroughs. Right. I saw all of this. I didn't connect with them because I needed to respect protocol. These are split soldiers. He they general. Right. I'm not trying to intervene and act like I'm on some Buster Rhyme shit. No, my, my brother is split star. Like, y'all should be appreciative that y'all are with my fucking brother. And he been around me long enough to know how to lead. He's a leader. Let me stay out the way. See, sometimes you got to know when to get out the way. Right. You don't know when to get out the way. And sometimes that leads to blessings being blocked. When you don't know to get out the way, you could block a blessing. I'm never going to try to block my brother's blessing when I see him leading and doing a great job at leading. Now, if my brother needs to answer a question or two when it comes to anything, leading or even something that's way off the record from dealing with this business, I'm always going to be the resource to him because he's always been a resource to me. Right. But amazingly. That's the difference. The unfortunate truth of this right now, especially with in this particular generation with the African diaspora, every a lot, a majority of the millennial black women, a majority of the of the Gen Z black women in all the African diaspora are all there to block another brother's blessing. 
They're all there to do that. They're blocking our blessings from trying to become successful so they can be successful in all corners, so we can be successful in all walks of life. They are blocking our blessings, and that is what Kevin Samuels is trying to showcase here. They're blocking all our blessings. They're blocking our chances to lead, and they're blocking our chances to do anything of substance in this world. They're blocking every single opportunity. They want us to use the 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 the, the power structure of the Democratic Party in order to say to ourselves that we are successful. We've never needed any sort of power structure from any sort of any sort of political entity to make us successful in this country. That is wrongheaded, that is stupid, and that is the reason why the African-American community cannot push itself forward. The fact that we have to, the fact that any entity that deals with journalism continues to use the issues of Africa to showcase the problems in our community shows how as backward liberalism is because you do not use, you do not use the problems of Africa to talk about the African-American community. It is too separate, but there are related things in it they both have to deal with its women, but they are two separate things. Then it is. If you focus on the community and focus on the reason why Kevin Samuels is succeeding in this, in this community, why Reardon is finally figuring out what is going on, because all Reardon did for the past several years was to defend his wife, and defend every single black woman in this society. Even when they never even deserve it, they shouldn't even be talking about deserving anything. Now, when the realization, the reality of this particular situation happened with Mr. Samuels is taking place and why they're trying to destroy him and all the rest of these things, when those things started to come up, it is now they are trying to block the blessings and the teachings of Mr. Jap, of Mr. Samuels, of all these people now figuring out that it is our women denying our blessings. By making the black woman into a goddess, she never deserved, nor wanted, nor even was granted. It is a leftist lie. And it has to end. It is a leftist lie based on the successful defense of Tupac's mother when it came to the extortion of the Black Panthers in order to prevent changes that needed to take place in America that never took place because we had to destroy communism. But we had to destroy communism at home. This wasn't the way to do it. And that's what Mr. Curtis is gonna have to start learning on that particular sense. They have made mistakes with the whole concept of capitalism. It is a tool. It is not a it is not a political entity. It's a tool. Anybody can use a tool. It's how you use the tool. It's how the tool is used. Until we figure, until people figure that out, nothing's gonna change. Until people figure out that women see love in a completely different direction than men. We're never going to solve these problems. None of it is going to be solved. We're going to get be bombed. We're back here again in five years, and it will be 10 times worse. We'll be back here again, not solving the problem COVID. 
We'll be back here again in 2022 with the COVID-19 virus still taking about 1 million people because nobody is going to solve shit because they're all chasing pussy and y'all need to stop. And the liberals have used African-American women's great days and great moments to think that every single African-American woman can bring those great days and those great moments. But none of it was going to happen because do you know what Aretha Franklin said? The most important job of her life was a mother. And liberals do, will never understand that. That's all I'm going to have to say and leave it on that particular subject. Thank you for listening. This is Novin Hollerback. We'll be back next week with the final part of our deeper look into, into the rational male, religion and positive masculinity by Rolo Tomasi. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Overlay, Overcast, soon on stereo with the interviews, and wherever you get your radio shows, we will see you guys next week for the finale and all the things that will come out. And then in two weeks, Beyond This Earth returns with an all-new episode and a whole lot more. Take care, and we'll see you guys then.